now live, the king of cuisine, Peter Dills. Another restaurant show, right? No, it's Peter Dills, the king of cuisine. Indeed it is, Peter Dills, the king of cuisine as well, especially here in Orange County. We've got a really good show this afternoon, 6 o'clock. Uh, unfortunately, the Angels went down to defeat in the 10th inning. Turtle is here, and Selena is getting coffee at Starbucks <laughs> somewhere that we don't know. Maybe she's in the parking lot still. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she, she, Security, security. <laughs> Let her in. Hey, it's 100 days of grilling, and we're probably about day 25 or day 30 in 100 days of grilling. We've been doing this since Memorial Day, and we're going all the way until uh, Labor Day past 4th of July. And we've had some really exciting guests, and today is no exception. In about 10 minutes from now, looks like nine minutes from now, we are going to have Pat LaFrida. And he has written, I've been talking about it uh, for the past couple of weeks, Pat wrote a book called Meat. Pat is a fourth-generation butcher, and he, he's from New Jersey. I've been saying New York a few times, but he's actually from New Jersey. Joyzy. Joyzy. <laughs> and he's got some really interesting topics to talk about. We're going to ask him about grilling. We're going to ask him about how he makes his steaks and something to do with the Shake Shack here in Southern California. I'm not sure if he's able to tell us, but uh, he's got his fingers in a lot of different, well, he's got his fingers on a lot of different grills throughout the country. So even though he's not a local celebrity, I think that you're going to find this interesting. Uh, just reading the book, I've learned so much about something that I have a deep, deep passion about, and that is barbecuing. And it's a great topic to talk about, especially on this station, Angels AM 830 KLAA. If you just tuned in and you're looking for Bruce Cook, I can see him. He's right there. He's right there, but he's not (laughs) going to be on until 7 o'clock. So, uh, you know, sit tight, tune in. Sit tight, listen to us, and then stay tuned to Bruce Cook. June 20th, that is today. It is National Vanilla Milkshake Day. The most popular flavor in the world, of course, is vanilla. Vanilla milkshake. And really, I I would think chocolate. I'm a chocolate man myself. The most, still, still, the most popular ice cream is still vanilla. Uh, This could have been... these are these are all true, okay. but I could have switched out Believe It or Nots. Uh, six thirty, we're going to do Believe It or Nots, and the Believe It or Nots because it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day! I've got six things that I'm going to tell you about my father, Elmer Dills, and one of them is false. So Selena and Turtle are going to tell me which is the false one. Yeah. So we got a little role reversal going here on AM eight thirty KLAA. This is again, interesting. Again, friends, if you're just leaving the stadium right now, it is Peter Dills, and this is a food show. So we talk about food for the next hour. The first known printed re- reference of a milkshake dates back to the 1885. It contained one part whiskey for medicinal purposes. Of course. So the original milkshake was... <laughs> for medicinal reasons? was a booze thing. There's Selena. I just <laughs> she saw just walked in. Yeah. Now li- listen to this one. Howard, if you can hear me in there, and uh, Bruce and everybody else, shakes got their name from being served in bars. If the customer enjoyed the specialty drink, he shook hands with the bartender. If not, the bartender wouldn't get a tip. Well, you don't leave a tip anywhere where you go anyway. How dare you, Peter? I leave a nice tip. I'm a good guy. Unless the service is bad. We've we've had this before. And you know, it's funny because uh, I just had this conversation the other day because I am a bartender. I bartend from time to time. And people think 
that if you, you know, overpour somebody, you should get a tip. But uh-huh. I feel, That's how I operate. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, 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 you know, you shouldn't have to overpour to get a good tip. It should be about, it should be your, a good drink. Yeah, yeah. It should be a good drink and, and your customer service and, yeah. y- you know, you and making the getting, customer feel getting it out to them quickly. Yeah. The first diner uh, milkshake were made with mixture of milk, malt, and flavoring, vanilla, chocolate, etc. The malt added as an ice cream uh, added the ice cream texture to the drink. The electric blender was invented in 1922 just for the making of a milkshake. Okay. Now that's an I did not know that. So let me repeat that again, friends. The electric blender was invented in 1922 just for making a milkshake. Milkshakes are referred as frop. The E is silent. So when you, I, I don't know, I'm thinking like frappuccino or okay? <laughs> frappe. Frappe. In parts of New England, a milkshake is often referred to as just frappe, as the E is silent. Frop, I guess. Frop. Uh, in in uh, 1948, this date in history, this is I, I took this from Dick Clark. <laughs> 1948, the, the TV show Toast of the Town premieres on CBS with Ed Sullivan as the host. Turtle, do you remember Ed Sullivan? Uh, you're talking about a spectacular shoe. And here are the Beatles. <laughs> and here's a real nice guy. Uh, oh, no, I can't even do it. I can do well, it. How was mine? Here's was, <laughs> it was, a, it was passable. All right, let's let's look at the lineup for today's show. We've got our birthday celebrations at about six thirty. We're going to play Stump. Where we're going to reverse it. We're going to play Stump the Turtle and Selena. We've got six things about my dad that we're going to talk about in about five minutes. Selena made her way in. She can, yeah, there you go. Okay. You can call Pat. You can get him on the phone. Tell him we're going to have him on. He's, he's going to call in. Oh, he's, he's calling, calling in. in. He's calling in from a, a hard line. I just texted him. Okay. I mean, back away back. I have his number. Okay. Hey, you're, you got a hold of him. I wish I did. <laughs> but we got some really, you, you've got the soup Nazi on deck. Uh, we've got a, a comedian, comedian next week who you saw on Netflix. Yeah. And you're raving about. Oh, he was great. And then you told me, you're like, man, wouldn't it be great David, if you get him on? Uh, David, uh, David <laughs> funny guy David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so. he, has, he has his uh, the special on Netflix, and uh, you were raving about it. And uh, we're going to get him on. Of course, we are talking about David A. Arnold. Yeah. A, watch it Netflix, uh, after the show tonight or after Bruce's show tonight at 8 o'clock. Definitely type in David A. Arnold on, on, Netflix. on Netflix, and you will have an hour that you you wish you could play over and over again because the guy is funny. Before we go to break, I've got a review. When's the last time I've done a real restaurant review? Uh, we haven't done one in a while. You, we've both been busy doing our wobbly tables, you know? So no, uh, no wobbly tables at this restaurant. Right. Well, another reason why I thought it would, would be fair or not fair because I haven't really had any great experiences in the last two months. Restaurants, if you've been reading... Uh, reading the paper, listening to the news, restaurants are having the dickens of time finding employees. Thus, right. they're just reopening. They're just trying to refigure it out. It's like one hundred thousand restaurants in California are reopening and and trying to get their sea legs, you know, their their feet underneath right. them. So I just got gotten away from actually reviewing. A restaurant. How long should we wait to re-review restaurants? Should we wait another year? No, no. You know, Meryl Schindler, who you remember from KNBC, always used to say, hey, if they're accepting money, if they're accepting money, they're game for a Mm. review. 
Meaning, like, hey, you know, they're charging they're us one hundred percent, right? So they're oh, oh, they're game for review. Taylor Steakhouse in La Cunada. There's one also on Eighth Street in Koreatown, which is downtown Los Angeles. Went there last night for my Father's Day. My daughter Lauren and I. She took you out. She took. Well, I paid. <laughs> so yeah. it really took you out, well, Peter. Man. You know. <laughs> so we we go there, and the restaurant is old school. I don't know how to. If you, you live in Orange County, I don't know how to. Compare it to something here in Ella, in Orange County. It was just old school, red leather booths. We go in, and I know that they have a um, procedure where they'll take 50% reservations, 50% walk-ins. So that's why, besides having a, a, a history with the, the restaurant itself, that's why we picked it. Steak restaurant, old school. Think about a Manhattan, a martini, a steak. That's... Taylor's yeah. Steakhouse. Been there since the 40s. Been there since the 50s. All right. So ordered a... Okay. They had to sit at the bar, but just... Not at the bar, but just next to the bar. And <laughs> bar I, adjacent? The adjacent to the bar, but not close... Just as close as that you and I are sitting okay. here in the studio, three or four feet away. I think that the hostess noticed that we weren't ordering a drink. So she thought, why did I put them at the bar? You know, that's an old trick in the restaurant business. If you own a restaurant or worked in, a biz- worked in the business, that's an old trick. Get them to buy a couple drinks at the bar. You know, everything is about check, you know, right. upsell, upsell. So my daughter and I are just sitting there, and we had no plan to order a drink. So Really? No, well, no, not I, yet. I figure you were going to get at least a martini or a Gibson. Not in front yeah. of my daughter. No. Really? It, no. That's mar- odd. No, martinis make me crazy. <laughs> no, I, I got to behave in front of my daughter. So do daughters. Daughters make me well, crazy. that's true, too. <laughs> So we got to see, she came by and said, Hey, I got a booth for you. We sat down, got a petite filet, shared it, a Molly salad, which in layman's terms, a Molly salad is just a, uh, a, a wedge salad with the blue cheese, bacon, mm. um, tomato, Sounds oh, good. young, yum, 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 yum. yum. Uh, the, the, the waitress was on top of things. You know how old I am. I felt like I, my, besides my daughter, I felt like I was still the youngest person in the place. <laughs> it was blue hair heaven. So the people that originally frequented it in 1950 are, are still, still there, there today, or their kids. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, but the steak was good. Forty four dollars, forty five dollars for petit filet. Again, we shared it. Uh, a wedge salad was great. Did you get any odd like views when you say, "Oh, we're gonna." Split this in half. No, no, like we. Our Is, bill was 160 bucks. I don't think she had a problem. We, we, were, we kept ordering, and the, the, she was upsell queen. She goes, "Would you like any sourdough bread?" Nah, I don't think so. Is sourdough an upsell? Yeah, but, and then I said, "No, nah, I don't think so." She goes, "Well, I'm going to bring it anyway." And she goes, "Well, it comes with a baked potato because you guys are splitting it." Uh, would you like another baked potato? No, I think one is enough. No, I'm going to bring another one anyway. Cream, <laughs> cream spinach. Well, okay, my daughter will have the cream spinach. Well, we, I, I'm going to bring you some corn, uh, cream of corn. I mean, She's I, she was fantastic, <laughs> right? Wouldn't you want? Yeah. That, it's like, oh, I said no five times. Well, I'm going to bring it to you anyway. <laughs> we did share a bottle of Schramsberg champagne. Ooh. Remember, we had, uh, we had the gentleman from Schramsberg on a yeah. few months ago. And reasonable price, $52 at a, at a, at a restaurant. That is reasonable. Very reasonable because at a supermarket, at Vaughn's, it's $34. So usually at restaurants, it's double or, or, or they double it and add a couple dollars. But no, not even double. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was the jumbo shrimp cocktail. On the menu, it said prawns. These were maybe large. They weren't jumbo. No, they were not jumbo prawns, but they were good. So 
uh, uh, I'm going to do the Olympic scale, 0 to 10, 10 being best, everything, uh, time, ambiance, cleanliness of the restaurant, uh, service, everything, I'm going to give it an 8.2. Okay, real quick, it is Father's Day weekend. Did they offer you anything complimentary because it is Father's Good Day? Good point, no. They need, to, they need to go down a little bit then. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. But anyway, if you've listened to the show, I never give in the nights. All right, we got music in my ears. That means we got to take a break. But when we come back from the break, Pat LaFrieda is on the phone. He has uh, flown in from New Jersey. No, he hasn't. But, uh, <laughs> all right, it's Peter Dills. It is the show of the hour, and we're here talking about food. Uh, just welcoming them all our Angel fans back. Radio. AMA 30. When you really want Italian food, you have got to get to Colombo's. Colombo's Italian Steakhouse and Jazz Club, Colorado Boulevard, Eagle Rock. It's that little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. Yes, it's a big, wide, wonderful world we live in, and Colombo's is open and better than ever, if that's even possible. So, you ask your beloveds, what would they like to do, and they say, Colombo's. Colombo's? But what about the beach? Maybe. The Dodgers. Okay. The movies. Possibly. So you ask, what tickles your fancy? And they say... Columbo! Why the world's greatest meatballs? Absolutely delicious steaks. The freshest catch from the seas. Great service, and it's all so affordable. Columbo's, considered by many the ninth wonder of the world. Don't deny the little ones and mother. Broaden their horizons at the world-famous Columbo's. That little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. Columbo's man. Japan. Angels Radio. AMA 30. When love is king, when boy meets girl, here's what they say. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. It's better when I sing with you. <laughs> All right, you guys, Peter Dill's 100 Days of Grilling. We are searching throughout the United States, the Americas, anywhere for the best of the best. And I think I got somebody on the phone right now that's best of the best. Pat Lafrida, he's calling in from Jersey. Pat, are you there? Yes, how are you, pal? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for your patience. Uh, sometimes these baseball games go a little bit overtime. No, no, my pleasure. Um, didn't go our way tonight, I guess. Yeah, it's probably about 9.15 over there, 9.20. You're probably ba- about ready to hit the sack. No, um, it is just time. We just started production at 6 p.m., so we worked throughout the night. Sunday? Sunday through Friday night. Yeah, six All days right. a week. Um, we we don't freeze anything, so as orders are placed, we actually then um, process the product at night and ship out the next morning. Yep, I've had it. I that's uh, so. Let me just give our listeners a little background on Pat Lafrida. I didn't, even though I've been doing restaurants and and food shows for thirteen fifty years here in um, L.A. Orange County. I, I didn't know who Pat Lafrida was. And about two weeks ago, I am at a friend's house in Pasadena, and he gives me, he calls me pal, 
hey, pal, I've got a book for you because I know you're doing this thing on barbecuing, and the book is called Meat. That's it. Very complicated title. Very complicated title, Meat. <laughs> it could have been called Protein. Yes. <laughs> right? I'm gonna Okay, anyway, it's called Meat, and I, I talked about this a few weeks ago, but Pat's on the phone right now, and he wrote the book, and it is, it's, it's more than a coffee book, a, a coffee table book. It has diagrams. Turtle, I, I, I thought I brought a copy, but I, I forgot that in the hard drive. But it has diagrams. It has a cow, a lamb, any, any protein, it's in there. And the, the, the amazing part is that Pat's coming out with a new book in September or October. I don't know how, I don't know what you missed in the first book that could possibly be in the second book. Well, the the second book really. So the first book, uh, Meat, Everything That One Would Need to Know, um, is really about that. I mean, if you, if if if, if someone were to Google a cut of steak, like you you just spoke about petite fillet yeah. that you ate at the restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually a, a cut um, in in beef that's called a petite tender, and I was wondering. I wonder if you had a petite tender. You know what? Which is a, it looks like a miniature fillet mignon. No. I, I screwed up. I had a coulette. Oh, a coulette. Coulette. I had a coulette. There's only two of them per cow. I don't know why I said... I, I drink Kool-Aid, though. I don't I, I don't know why I said filet. I had a coulette. That's what I had. My daughter and I split one. Uh, and I, I, Yeah, so that's what I had. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why so I said sirloin. That's sirloin. Yeah. And, you know, I really wanted to have... So if one were to Google a certain cut of meat, mm-hmm. it really... Usually you just get this, like, animated diagram pointing to a general area. Right. Um, so I really meticulously, um, you know, staked out exactly where each of these cuts are. Um, and it's a great it's a great user-friendly guide as opposed to anything else is really industry-related. Um, uh, so, and I think the photography is great. And, oh, and phenomenal. Really, you know, education and meat. But the second book is really to debunk a lot of urban legends. And there are so many when it comes to meat from grass-fed to organic and just really laying it out there. I mean, really, what's what? And um, there's so much information that the American public does not know about our meat supply. And it's something to be proud of. America makes the, the, the best meat, produces the best meat in the world. Um, yet, that doesn't mean that you don't, you're necessarily getting American product. You know, the guy that gave gave me the uh, book also gave me some um, some some of your meats. He, he he again, he lives in LA and he told me that he probably purchases between a thousand and two thousand dollars worth of your meat every month. So he had plenty wow. to, yeah, yeah, he had plenty to give me extra. And Pat, I hope you take this I hope you take this the right way. He gave me your fillet and he gave me the burger. The fillet was phenomenal. But the burger was better. I wouldn't go to a steak. I wouldn't go to a steakhouse and order a burger. I'd order. I'd order a steak or a fillet. But that sure. that friggin' burger. I don't know if it was the brisket. Uh, the brisket uh, blend, but it was phenomenal. The first Both of our blends have brisket in it as part of the the um, framework. Um, but yeah, our blends will will vary in, you know, depending on what what. Flavors of what different cuts you you know you particularly like and, and what you're aiming to cook. If you just tuned in, this is Peter Dills, AM eight thirty KLAA, hundred days of grilling. Pat Lafrida is on the phone. So what I did, Pat, with the burger was the first round when I cooked them, I used a bun. 
The second one, no bun. Just just cooked the burger and ate it without the bun. And I love I loved it. I'm just I loved it. I'm I need to get. Oh, I, well, I'm like it's like. Uh, like drum roll there for a second. No, like, oh, no. Oh, I'm oh. just I'm just I'm just like wow. I got to get some more of this stuff. It's great. I mean, it's yeah. just we've we've talked about this on our show forever. You know, we talk about champagne and and the, the best things of life, and and it's just like man. Once you had some of this meat, you know, it's it's incredible. All right, okay. There are a lot of key things there, though. Um, not using any trimmings, especially mm-hmm. imported trimming, gives us the ability to control the flavor, so we could get a consistent. Outcome, and that was one of my grandfather's. I mean, so I'm in the third generation of our company, yeah. and um, I'm blessed enough that my dad and I still works with me. Um, he comes in around two thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard, um, and it's great to uh, you know. I feel like a bit of security when he when he gets here. But um, the way our our tradition of making um, what we call the chopped beef, not ground beef, but we use specific cuts of beef and whole cuts, and it's all raised and grazed in the United States. I need to ask you about, I want to do a little bit of education. It's Father's Day, and maybe some people are getting ready to, to finishing up or getting ready, but this is information that we can use all summer long. For your meats, I'm not talking about meats that people buy at the supermarket. I'm talking about your premium meats. I, I, I and just to prove that I, I did read the book, you you talked about the, the the meats that people should buy should be. You said Angus, the cow or cattle should be under two years, two years old, right? Yes. Right. If it, if it gets purple, that means it's 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 too old. It's not aged. It's it's the cow or the cattle was too old. But I want to talk about your opinion about cooking your meat. Pan-fried versus grilling? Do you ever use, would you at your house ever use butter or do you use oil? How do you cook your meats? So if, if I'm going to use a cast iron, iron pan in my house, uh-huh. um, then the same as, you know, you're basically creating a plancha. Um, I have a, a special event that's uh, um, on steroids, so it really gets rid of the smoke. Because the last thing you want to do is smoke up your house, right? Right. right. Um, but you could also use the, the um, if, if, if that's a preferred cooking method. There's nothing wrong with doing that on your grill. So right. having a, a cast iron steel pan on your grill is is very common. Um, okay. Because because you don't have the negative effect of the reverse flame coming from the barbecue. Um, I, I particularly love barbecuing. I barbecue probably 52 weeks a year. Um, <laughs> right. I'm walked out in two feet of snow. Um, I make sure my barbecue is always, always running. Um, but, um, that, you know, so, so if, regardless of if it's, if you're barbecuing or if it, you're on a skillet, you know, a cast iron pan, no butter, no oil. Ah, it doesn't oh, need it. Okay. And right. scratch that out. Know, no matter if you want your meat well done or if you want your meat rare, you're, you're going to, to make the the outside seared. You're going to sear the outside. So that means you have to get the temperature up to around 500 degrees or higher um, and before you put your meat on. If you put it on before, so it, when, when you feel that the proteins have released itself from the cooking surface, right. that's how you know that it's ready to flip. And 
the same on the second time. But then, if you wanted it well done, then you could raise it up in the rack or put it in the oven oven to finish. Um, I was just speaking uh, live on Friday to uh, a dear friend, Joe Piscopo, uh -huh. on his radio show, uh -huh. and he told me how much he liked well-done fillets. And I told him that that was a felony in the state <laughs> of New Jersey to, <laughs> to cook a well-done fillet. Well, but, yeah. You know, in, in Chicago, it's a felony to put ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, my dad would say the same. My dad's very anti. I always had a high def. But um, so the reason that I, I, I don't, I, I think it's a big mistake. The last thing you want to do is make um, any kind of protein steamed. Right? Ah. What, we're, what we're looking to do is not have the high school cafeteria experience, even with burgers or, or with steaks. We really want that sear, that, that real crisp, um, Mayo reaction, which happens on the exterior from the reduction of sugars, it's kind of a boring reason. But when you get a sear, not a burn, then you know that that really brings a huge amount of flavor. And one tip to everyone out there is, you know, no 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 seasoning with pepper when you're working oh. at high temperatures. No, oh wait a minute, no, you hear that turtle? No seasoning with pepper. I, I got okay. I love we're, seasoning. We're, but hold on. So we got to take a break. But I think that's the uh, that's a tease to come back from the break because I got to find out why there's no seasoning with pepper on a high flame or high temperature on the steak. It's Peter Dills. We're talking to Pat Lafrida. This portion of our show is brought to you by Longo Lexus. Longo Lexus in El Monte. Radio AM 830. Hey everybody, it's Peter Deals for Sapporo Beer. It's the number one selling Asian beer in the United States. It's contemporary, it's stylish, it's food friendly, and it's legendary. Sapporo stands out from the crowd. Since its creation in 1876, Sapporo has been crafted using only the finest ingredients. Sapporo maintains its rich brewing tradition and historical taste profile, which were first modeled after the Bavarian Purity Law. I love it. When it's warm outside, there's nothing better than a cold Sapporo. It's Peter Dills, and if you like great Mai Tais and a wide range of Hawaiian-inspired food, then I need to tell you about one of my favorite restaurants. It's the Canoe House on Fair Oaks in South Pasadena. Great happy hour and some of the best Mai Tais that I've ever had. The Canoe House is fun. It's exotic. The food ranges from burgers and onion rings to ahi salad with weekly cold beer specials. And that Mai Tai that I was telling you about, you can get it at happy hour each and every Monday. Every night is something different. The Canoe House in South Pasadena is a great place for any night of the week and is only a short drive from wherever you're listening to our show. Angels Radio AME 30 Blame it on the loose Got you feeling loose Blame it on the drone Got you being a girl Blame it on the alcohol Blame it on the I think that's Jamie Foxx I think <laughs> I do you know, um, that, that was kind of apropos, the uh, canoe house, yeah. talking about the Mai Tais, because there's like these Mai Tais going around now. There's one called On the Rocks, which I thoroughly enjoy. And then there's Cutwater. They do their own Mai Tai. And then there's one from Trader Vic's. Right, in the can. That's not from Trader Joe's, by the way. No, I know. I know. It's from Trader Vic's. <laughs> that is searching it's, all over it's, it's less. I know. It's less in alcohol than the other ones. <laughs> and to be fair... I think uh, you know the other when we were trying them before, 
that maybe I put too much uh, shaved ice in there. I don't know. Anyway, all right. Anyway, we're talking to Pat LaFrieda. He is uh, calling us from New Jersey. And I've read or thumbed through, read a lot of stuff in his book, Meat. And he's on the air with us. Pat, remind me what the next book is going to be called or the next chapter of your trilogy. What what do you call it when it's a a book? uh, Series? Series. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next? What's the? Well, uh, it's not so much a series, but um, it it, it is going to be called Glorious Beef. And it it has to do with bringing beef back to its glory. Um, You know, there was a time when, when eating beef was a celebration. Right. And, you know, there's just so many negative stigmas that, that are associated with beef. And that that's why debunking a lot of the urban legends and a lot of the mistruths and the marketing behind a lo- um, behind beef is something that I really wanted to tackle. And just be honest, you know, I think that, um, I, I think, you know, we all know where our clothing is, is made, right? I mean, it has tags on it to tell us. <laughs> but, but meat loses its identity. Why is that? We, we consume it. I mean, we should know where it's from. We should know. You know, uh, there should be traceability, and um, we should know that grass-fed beef is terrible for the environment. We should know because um, the cows are because the cows the, the cows are. I mean, t- I got to use the word because the cows are farting. Is that why? Or, I mean, no, methane. You mentioned you mentioned um, a, a a great point when when you said that the beef that we eat should be about twenty four months of age, right? Where where grass-fed beef, in order to get to the same weight, it takes about three times the amount of of lifetime for for beef to get that large. So, and those cow, that, that meat doesn't taste very good anyway. No, I, mean, I, I uh, am not against the sale of grass-fed beef. I was one of the first to bring it to New York City. Um, yet I'm because I've you know publicly said I'm not a fan of it myself. I've kind of been like the the, uh, the nemesis of grass-fed beef in, in a way, but I'm not. You know, in reality, I want. I, I think. I think to enjoy a meal, you know, one really needs to to feel comfortable in what they're eating. I just want you know the truth to be told, just because you know, you know, about 20 years ago, uh, a, a retail store, uh, a chain of retail stores, thought that, that it was a great messaging and it would be a niche. Does not mean that um, it's true. And, um, you know, grass-fed, like, like I was saying, grass-fed beef, you won't hear that message anymore because I've been quite public about it. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know back in New York or New Jersey if they have Mastro's out there, but I think that, that Mastro's is... Yes. Oh, okay. And they tried the grass-fed thing for a while, and I just, I don't, I didn't get it. I don't, there's I, not much flavor in it. There's, it, yeah. it, it it's, it's, quite frankly, it's a little bitter. Um uh, the, the but but again, there's a market for everything. And if grass-fed right. beef is something that if you know if you're anti-corn, uh, I don't know why it'd be, but if you're anti-corn, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, I guess grass-fed beef is for you. It's Peter Dilser talking to Pat Lafrida. It's AMA 30 KLAA. We're here each and every Sunday after the Angel Game. I didn't say it'd be five o'clock. I said after the Angel Game, right, Turtle? Yeah, the, the Angels have been playing hard these past Sundays. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they've, they've been they, well because they know that we're here. Yeah, <laughs> and so they've won three out of three out of four. And the deal is that if you missed any portion of the show, our social media is on fire. We have the podcast, and we'll have that up and running. If you missed any of Pat's interview tonight, it is on the podcast. What is the podcast? It's the only purple a- icon or app on your smartphone. 
Everyone has it on their iPhone. Everybody does. All you do is subscribe to Peter Dills, and you can hear great interviews like Pat LaFrieda. Okay, Pat. So, no, uh, by the way, that's a really smart um, uh, little attribute there about being the only purple yeah. uh, icon on the phone. It's Yeah, and so well, people get confused. Now, how do I listen to the show again? So, Pat, back in my day... I worked at, and you, there's no way that you, you'll know this one, but back about 30 years ago, there was a chain of grocery stores in, in California called Jurgensen's Grocery Store. And all we served were prime, eastern, I don't know, eastern fed, whatever, cows. They were actually butcher shops. And I've been dying since I discovered you, or for, for myself here in LA, Orange County, I wanted to ask you, do you feel that there is a resurgence in the butcher, or do you think it's a dying art? Well, um, there was a resurgence about five years ago. Um, There was even a TV show recently called Butcher, um, in which I flew out to Burbank to to film an episode. Darn. Um, But but it's not... You know, many ask me, Pat, how does it feel to be a, a celebrity butcher? A celebrity butcher? I'm on the roof sometimes filming and <laughs> far from, right. from a, a possible leak to... Right. I mean, I had I, I worked Saturday night. I worked last night. I had a, some some customers placed orders. Um, it kind of got botched the way they were entered. They were entered into delivered next week. I came in by myself, cut meat, and delivered it. Well, it is, you know, it's a hard job. So, yeah, I mean... Butchering sounds great, but there are a few problems. There are no colleges or further right. education establishments that that really teach butchering. It's something that you need to intern for, um, and it's 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 not safe. It's it's dangerous. So imagine, you know, what you know, one butcher's trying to train another one who's an intern. There's really not much motivation there for that, someone to do that, other than you know, inexpensive labor, I guess. But it, it's not worth it. The, the Getting hurt while working is probably one of the worst feelings that you could possibly have. And, um, you know, there is a big safety issue. So and then when you're done cutting all the meat after that... There's that more lesson, meat to be cut. <laughs> well, no, what are, you, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. So Sell it. You know, you Send it to, to Pasadena. <laughs> Send it to Orange County. Hey, uh, if, if you were a facility like mine and we had the demand for it, then it's easier. Pat LaFrieda is the country's most famous meat purveyor known for supplying... Restaurants such as Shake Shack. We've got Shake Shacks here in San Diego. Tell us about. Can you t- can you tell us about your relationship? We've Absolutely. Got, and we've got about a minute and ten seconds left. No pressure. Sure. Um, no pressure. Uh, Shake Shack was a hot dog stand in the park in in Madison Park in Manhattan. Um, I was asked to come come down and help um, consult on how to make a burger there. We tweaked a few blends. And the the rest is really history, and they've had a line from you know, shortly after that until going public. I mean, it, it, you know, Danny Meyer is is, is one, um, you know, he, he's the, the owner of of the entity, and he really knows the hospitality business and how this is a repetitive business, and then but each. Repetitive meal needs to be amazing. All right, that's Pat Lafrida. Um, we got another cookbook coming out for all of our listeners listening here in LA and Orange County. Um, how can they learn more about Pat Lafrida? Lafrida.com is our uh, email 
uh, my our website, and everything that you could possibly want to know about us is on there. And I uh, and like we said, we promise everything will be. This whole interview will be on Spotify podcast, and people can listen to it again. Pat Lafrida, thank you for checking in, and uh, thank thank you for staying up late with us. No, again, this is my morning. Ah, Pat Lafrida, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank All right, you, you guys. For having me. Well, we're going to take, take a break. Now. We're going to take a break, and we're going to do a, f- a one-hour show in about twelve minutes. <laughs> so buckle your seatbelts. It's Peter Dills, uh, brought to you by Surface Culinary District. Uh, location for chefs, cooks alike, located on Washington in L.A. Angels Radio, AM 830. Hi, I'm Chappie. And Seminar Skip here. Join us along with Van Stan Hal every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for the Morning Line Sports Show on AM 830 KLAA. We talk baseball, football, hockey, and more, but concentrate on the sport of kings, horse racing. Each week we have insights from top industry experts. So join our cast of characters on the Morning Line Sports Show every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 on AM 830 KLAA. Or catch us on Facebook Live on TML AM 830. You have got to get to Gladstones, smack dab in the middle of Southern California, the thriving little hamlet of Long Beach overlooking the Queen Mary. Gladstones. Why? Well, seeker of wisdom, truth, and gustatorial delights, the mere fact that you honor the world with your magnificent presence is reason enough to revel with abandon in the freshest and most tantalizing provisions from the fertile plains and the briny deep at Gladstones. Feed your happy little face, mouth-watering laughter from the seven seas. Clam chowder so delicious, George Washington would swim the ocean for. Salmon so scrumptious, it might kiss you. Specials every day, and all at a price that won't bust the budget. Yes, I'm talking to you. It's the just reward for you being you. You have got to get to Gladstones, smack dab in the middle of Southern California, in the thriving little habitat of Long Beach, overlooking the Queen Mary. Gladstones! Hi everybody, it's Peter Dills, happy to bring you this message from T.G. Metzger of State Farm. Snatching stuff, take... Oh, what is going on in here? Uh-oh. It's okay, relax. Watch this. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Dave. Wow. Is that your agent? It's the jingle. Try it. Uh, no. Like a good neighbor. Just say it. State Farm is, is there. With a sandwich. Oh, yeah. And the girl from 4E. And can I get a hot tub? Nice. Find out what else State Farm agents can do for you at whyagent.com. And like a good neighbor, State Farm is always there for you. Call your local State Farm rep. His name is T.G. Metzger. His phone number is 626-487-1500. That's T.G. Metzger at 626-487-1500. Forgot to ask Pat about the seasoning. Why? Why you, we don't use pe- uh, pepper seasoning on a hot grill? Dang it! Because the seasoning will fall through the grill. Oh, okay. Clearly. Thank you. That's why we don't use pepper <laughs> to 
right? I'm going to I'm going to make steaks tomorrow night or Tuesday, and I'm not going to use any pepper. And I've for 35 years I've used pepper on my steaks, but I guess I'm not going to use them anymore. Go with the pros. Go Peter. with the go with the pros. That's why you're listening to the show here on AM 830 KLAA every Sunday night, right after the Angel Game. Go Halos! It is time, friends. Well, no, this portion of the show is brought to you by Jim over at Huntington Meats. It's phenomenal. You know, Pat LaFrieda has his meats. If you're in the L.A., Orange County area, drive over to Huntington Meats. Turtle, you've had his, his fillets, steaks, the porterhouse, veal. He's one of the only places in Southern California where you can actually find game. game. Yes. So head on over to the farmer's market. It's called Huntington Meats. And he's a good friend of ours. And don't be cheap. Buy some good steaks. All right. It is that time for... Did someone say birthday? All right. You ready? I'm ready. Because it's your birthday. Well, because you sing so loudly. We're going to celebrate. I only have two birthday wishes because I didn't <laughs> want to hear you prolong this whole thing. Tell right. Peter. Whose birthday is Chrissy it? Chrissy Elblin. Hi, Chrissy. Chrissy's uh, birthday today. And... Uh, smoking ribs, Kenny Bolsatron, Tran, uh, Kenny Bolsatran. It's his birthday, uh, and he's got this smoking ribs. So it's perfect. Hundred days of grilling right here on AM eight thirty. K-L-A-A. Who are you working on uh, for guests for the next couple weeks? Next couple weeks, we got that comedian um, from D- the David? Netflix. Yeah. And then uh, we got the Soup Nazi. Uh, What's his real up? name? Um, Larry Thomas. All right. So we got those two guys that are going to be calling in and uh, someone special, too. So I, I can't say just yet that I'm working because we're, you know, we're still in the in the talks. It's still thing. it's still Father's Day. You can go out and get your your dad a bottle of uh, a Tattinger champagne or a six pack of Sapporo. Um, so it, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And God bless my dad. He would have been. It's fun because my dad's birthday is right now. He's a it was a Gemini. So some years it was his birthday and it was Father's Day. On the same Did day. you get him two presents, or were no, you I didn't one get him of those anything. one? I I played the same thing as my daughter played on me last night. <laughs> you, yeah. you let him take take you out? Yeah, he would. Pay. <laughs> we had a lot of money. I don't have any money. <laughs> but you're a big radio star. Yeah, <laughs> huge radio star here on AMA 30 KLLA. It's Peter Dills. We're here each and every Sunday after the game, and Bruce Cook is coming up at about seven o two, seven o three, probably after the station ID. Bruce will be talking about what Bruce talks about. All right. Um, Special uh, Father's Day, believe it or not. Oh, Father's Day, believe it or not. You want to do that right now? Yeah, right, we brought Selena it. in. We brought Selena in to help. Uh, oh, you can't look at mine. Oh, oh. No, you're on that side this time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because usually it's it's Selena and myself against you. Yeah. Right. So this time, can, can it's, they see you? All right. These are believe it or nots. All right. So these are about Father's Day. My dad was. Uh, my dad is uh, was oh, Elmer right. Dills. All right, you guys ready? I got five, and one of them is false. You okay. Ready? All right. All right. Let's Here we see. go. In Germany, the gates, the the gates between East and West Germany, they were called checkpoint Charlie. That's that, one. After your dad? No, I'm just saying. Wait. <laughs> just okay. Hold on. All right. Elmer was an operative for the FBI. <laughs> Three. No way. Elmer lived in Berlin for six years. Elmer Dills was credited for the popularity of the Panda Inn that thus turned to Panda Expresses. The Panda Inn that you go to? Yes. I was born in Athens, Greece. 
There's five. Okay. One of these is false. One of these is false. Okay. I'm going to go with, there's no way your dad was an operative for the CIA. That has to be, wait, 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 wait. let's hold on. Uh, What what do you think, Selena? Which was, which one? Well, the first one, which was... Is Germany, the gates between East and West Germany was called Checkpoint Charlie. Okay. Let's... Anybody in the next room old enough to remember? Bruce probably knows. Okay, Bruce is like, yeah, I know. No, no. So you guys, guys, these guys, guys are in their thirties and forties. Okay, come on, we got, we got time is money here. Let's go. <laughs> it's okay. Peter Dill's AMA thirty. We're actually live, so we're also right. live on Facebook. Okay, so let's see. Uh, that wasn't right. I doubt your dad was. I mean, your dad's a food critic. Okay, how could he be a CIA operative? That has to be false. Okay, Selena. Okay, you got the same one. Yeah? Okay. No way you're down um, with CIA. In operative. Germany, the gates between uh, East and West were, were, was called Checkpoint Charlie. Uh, Elmer Dills lived in Berlin for six years. That is true. Elmer was credited for the popularity of Panda Inn. The first Panda Inn was in Pasadena. He put it on TV, and as they say, the rest is history. Oh, wow. And yes, I was born in Athens, Greece. And yes, um, uh, no, I said FBI. My dad was a secret operative for the what? CIA. For uh, That was his career. So you were, so I was you were right, but you said CIA, but you changed it to CIA. I said FBI. So, but either way, I was right because I guess the right one. But yeah. no way, your dad really was. Yeah, Look what it a up. cover! Google, Google it right now. What a cover! I never. Yeah. That's that's a movie, Peter. We can we can sell this to the Netflix. I, I, I'm I'm in negotiations as we speak right that's now. That's really Turtle. cool. Actually, fun it's fact. funny because Jim from. Um, Jim from Huntington Meats is best friends with Nancy Silverton, big chef in Santa Monica, right. and her husband writes for the food section for the L.A. Times, and he's trying to get him to do a, a story on this. But, you know, anything that's on – if they did a story on this, we'd need to embellish it just a little bit, just to make it a little bit more sexier than it really is. I mean, did your dad dress, like, all in black? No, or did he do like but the- you're too young to remember these names. <laughs> Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors helped him out. He was the rifleman. No way. Sebastian Cabot was on uh, Family Affair. Steve McQueen. These are all people that were doing a little side action for the CIA. That's cool. Yeah. We'd have generals coming over to the house and all this stuff. Is my is my car is my Longo Lexus car going to be safe? I feel like I've given out all the secrets. Now my, I'm going to go outside. My car is going to explode right. in the parking lot. <laughs> That's really cool, Peter. Did you? I have just so you guys, any, uh, secret operatives. I met Chuck Connors. Okay. I met uh, Steve McQueen. I met uh, Sebastian Cabot. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. That's cool. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Happy Vanilla Milkshake Day. If you've got your favorite barbecue places, we're open for business. You can log on to our website, which is basically diningwithdills.com, and there's a little button that says contact us. All right. I talked about Taylor's Steakhouse. I gave it an 8.2. You said that was too score of a high, high of a score yeah, because, because it was Father's Day. They didn't even offer you anything. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. Why didn't they say? Because she she was so busy, like with the bread and the corned, uh, the, the spinach. Why didn't she say, "Do you want some dessert?" And then I would have said no, because my daughter right. and I really don't order dessert. And then she could have said, "It's on the house because it's Father's Day." That could have happened. Yeah, it could have happened, but it didn't happen. Down a score. All right. So we talked about the mai tai. I think okay, you haven't you haven't tried it yet, but I think we should 
maybe try it without the ice? You think you think it was too wishy? It was, it was too little watered down. Yeah, maybe. Okay, in fairness to them. But no, this is not... We, we are a fair show, but it is our a show. One thing I want to talk about, and I put this on Facebook, and I think this is really important, and it's... I wish I... This is why we needed a couple more minutes tonight. But we are open for business because we weren't really pursuing restaurants to to partake and advertise on the show. But I've been out and about, and I think that restaurants are ready, and I have no problem with – it's a paid thing, but I have no problem with starting to accept uh, restaurants to participate, advertising, come in to the show, giving away gift cards and things like that. Um, we, we keep it – the show is primarily – I, I try to make the show some, somewhat that you non-geographical, meaning if you were listening in Texas, you'd enjoy the show. That's what we try to do. But uh, we're going to pursue that. I think we've got a, a sales guy coming in, and we'll get Selena out there, at least to get some gift cards going. Halo Hottie. Halo Hotties. <laughs> They're all listening to the show. Right. The Halo Hotties, and we got one in our studio. He's right there. Right now. <laughs> all right, wait a minute. We started at 6.04, and now we're ending. Hmm. I've got to talk to Howard in the other room about, about <laughs> this Howard. right there. He's staring at me it's, right it's now. It's Father's Day. It's no. Father's Day. Bruce Cook is coming up next. All right. So, yeah, we've got the soup. <laughs> wow. That's going to wrap it up. That's going to wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening to the show. No, just kidding. Bruce Cook is coming up next. And if you missed any portion of the show, remember, the podcast will be up and running t- tonight or tomorrow. And as always, um, do I have a, th- a food for thought? It's oh, food for thought. Who are you becoming is more important than who you have been. Thank you for listening to the show, everybody.